Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Content Etc. Today I am joined by a lovely guest, Joe Hooper, and I have to say we've worked together a little bit, but that is also one of the reasons that I really want her to come on the podcast and share some different perspectives on how we can use our energy in our content marketing and it's been something that she's been helping me with and helping me slowly come to the realization that I cannot fit everything in. So Jo is all about changing the world of work and I know her business is going in a little bit of a, it's going through a season of flux and change at the moment. So I'll let her describe it best but I love the way that you're sort of talk about changing the world of work and changing the way we approach things and really letting go of that corporate mindset. So that's how I've come to know you and that's how I always think of you. So Joe, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit um, and sort of let us know a little bit about what you do? Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So yeah, as you said, we've worked together a bit and that's been glorious like seeing the shift in your business and your kind of plans over the last year and into the next um but yeah I guess what I do is all about helping people find freedom like freedom as you said from those kind of confines of corporate or employed life freedom from the um the rules in inverted commas that um we perceive there to be around work um which were just kind of established hundreds of years ago when we moved from an agrarian to an industrial um kind of economy and, and way of working it's madness when you think about it isn't it it's i know it's it is mad. literally insane like the nine to five workday literally was established in the industrial revolution because that was when it was light enough for us to work all together in a factory and actually in the summer it was eight till four and in the winter it was nine till five because that's when the the changes in the light allowed for us to work together like these sorts of rules in inverted commas are not rules they're just random things that were thought up by old rich white guys hundreds of years ago and they're just not made for us anyway I won't go too I won't go too deep down that (laughs) rabbit hole but yeah my work is all about helping people find their own version of freedom in their life and in their work and yeah I think a large part of that is recognizing who we are and what we need and want and how what our natural tendencies are and um figuring out how your energy shifts and changes is a big part of that because otherwise you're always pushing against something Mm. And I know that you've you've sort of talked over the last few months about 
getting a little bit more into the woo side of things. And I, I, I love that. Like, it's not, it's probably not where I'm at. So I just want to say that anyone listening to this, like, don't let that pull you, put you off because there's so much stuff that we're going to talk about today. It's not sort of, you know, I love how you say like woo curious about things <laughs> as well. It's a great description. And, you know, it's probably not my area of interest, but I think it's been so amazing to sort of see you talk about managing illness and managing like mental health and stuff within work and those sort of more physical things as well as the woo side of things is all part of letting your energy help guide how much you work and your capacity and stuff and that's why I wanted to talk to you about this on the podcast. So I think um, to help people understand a little bit, would you mind telling us briefly, you know, your journey with understanding how energy and your energy levels impacts your work? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I guess it all, I started thinking about this when I first went self-employed so I first went self-employed in February 2019 because in 2017 and 18 I'd had two mental health crises basically had two breakdowns and had been unable to work for a really long time like four or five months and then I'd gone back into my job and just found that it wasn't possible for me to stay healthy or do all the things I needed to do to stay healthy and work in this employed capacity um so I happily took redundancy and set up my business in 2019 and I was forced by my body and by my mind into a position of having to look at when I had energy because when I didn't have mental physical energy um primarily mental but when I didn't have that energy I couldn't work because what happens when you have long periods of anxiety and depression is that your cognitive function is impaired. Your brain um, doesn't work as well as it would when you're healthy, when you're mentally healthy. And so my brain only had so much juice in the tank and I just could not squeeze out any more than what was in there. So I kind of had to take notice of my energy and my different types of energy um when I first started in my business and that's kind of been something that I've always done ever since first from a place of necessity and then from a place of um where I'm at now which is if I have really high mental energy at this time of the day do I want to be using it for emails or do I want to be using it for more creative stuff or for more client-facing stuff so I think whether you are in a position like I was where you kind of have to take notice of your energy or whether you're in a place where you're like really struggling to kind of get through these tasks or I'm really um, pushing against doing this stuff or I just can't get myself in the right headspace to do these things like particularly creating content which takes a lot of mental energy I think Um, then thinking about having a look at tracking loosely um, how your energy kind of peaks and troughs can be really helpful because then you're going with your brain and body's natural tendencies rather than pushing against it which can be a damaging but b just like feel like you're wading through treacle yeah and that that sort of description as well of of feeling that sort of resistance to everything mentally has certainly been what's forced me to relook at a lot of my work 
this year, but really, I mean, it's been going on for ages. <laughs> and yes, I'm still prone to take taking on too many things or underestimating <laughs> things. But it is that that just you can't you can't squeeze any more mental energy. You don't have the bandwidth. Um, to yeah. I, I've sort of described to my partner before of like you know you've got that elastic band and you've just you've stretched mm. it a bit, you've stretched a bit, and then eventually you get to the point where you can't stretch it anymore. And mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, like I'm still learning how to not get to that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's a slow, yeah. it's a slow process, and I think that's the thing too. Is uh, um, and I know you talk about this a lot with the corporate conditioning. Is that it? Literally, is something that we are conditioned into for so many years. It's very hard to to break that to break that cycle and to break that mold. But mm. um, how has that helped you in your business in in that like couple of years that you've really sort of honed into that and now understanding even more how that works mm. for you what's been like the emotional and and I guess energetic shift within yourself when it comes to work I feel like there's so much I could say um <laughs> the, the, I think the floor is yours <laughs> <laughs> from a like business foundations perspective Knowing my energy, understanding my energy, and it basically allows me to understand my capacity. And knowing my capacity allows me to set my prices in order to make the money that I need to make in my business. So one of like the foundations of, for me, my kind of heartward way of doing business is knowing your capacity and pricing from that place rather than pricing like by pulling a number out of the air because if you don't start from your capacity then you're probably not going to price your stuff in a way that allows you to stick to that capacity and you will always overwork which is not sustainable so from a a sort of business management perspective it allows me to set my capacity and set my prices so that I can stick to that capacity which is one of the things that helps me to stay healthy at the end of the day. Um, And then from like an emotional and energetic level, I think it makes me feel more confident in myself and more trusting of myself because I know myself and I know that. um, So I have two client sessions a day, two days a week, which means that my capacity for one-to-one clients at a time is eight clients. And that has kind of stayed the same probably for the last two years. Um, And I know that when I have had the odd day and I've had one or two of them lately where I've done three sessions in a day, I know it's confirmation that I know myself and I know what's right for myself because I know that three sessions a day is too much. So, yeah, it makes me feel more confident in myself, more trusting of myself. Um, And it means that for me and everyone is different and all of my work is about helping you figure out the way that your brain body life works and what is right for you in your life and business as a result but for me I like to kind of compartmentalize work so on a Tuesday and a Thursday I'm doing one-to-one work um on a Monday or a Wednesday depending on what I'm running in my business at that time is usually when I'm teaching a course or running a group program um and then one of those other days, Monday or Wednesday, is totally empty in my diary, as is Friday. I never have anything in my diary on Friday. So that on those days is when I can do my like business planning, my content marketing, my writing. Um, and that works for me. And so, again, 
we talked you, you mentioned about the woo thing at the beginning and being like oh track your energy go with your flow <laughs> feels very like woo and intangible and ridiculous but actually this is a practical consideration and it is a thing that helps you to run your business in a way that's more sustainable um but it's tapping into something noticing something that the traditional world of work tells you to ignore because the traditional world of work is set up to encourage you to overwork and overwork and overwork and overwork yourself into burnout or breakdown because that's what suits that system of work but that doesn't suit me and many people when you work for yourself yeah I mean I literally just said to to my husband today uh or this week I don't think I'm cut out for full-time work (laughs) like I really you know as as you know we've we've discussed around things like I've taken on two different uh projects in my journalism work which has essentially meant that I've been working full-time for the last six months Mm. and like I cannot tell you how excited I am to see the light at the end of the tunnel for one of those projects yeah it's it's amazing and like it's a it's a wonderful opportunity I'm so glad that I got the chance to do it but thank god it's not forever like I'm Mm. I'm really and I think I think for me, that's helped me understand too. Again, like you said, sometimes I guess you have to experiment. You have to maybe try oh, three sessions, but actually no, that that definitely confirms that that's not what mm. I want to do. And so for me, it's like, okay, I really like the act of this. I like what I'm creating, but maybe on that sort of project by project basis, you know, it's been a good experiment for me to do. And I'm so grateful to have had the experience to be, to, to go back as a casual or on a project basis, because I think if I jumped straight back into full-time work out of necessity, which, you know, a lot of people are in that situation and that's, I'm, I'm incredibly mm. lucky to say that I didn't have to do that. Um, but were I to have jumped back into that, I know I just would have crumbled a bit because I kind of did anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely, and, and the last few months in particular have been a severe, like really me trying to pare back what I do and it's so hard to do that but I've I've recently used one of your uh scripts from the work less earn more course to gently mm-hmm. break up with a client and it, it was it was like it was so good I'm glad that you know I'm glad that I did the work but I'm really glad that I've because <laughs> it was getting a lot and it was becoming it was just taking over everything and I'm just really glad that um I did that so anyway that that is we'll talk more about work less and more a little bit later i think but i think it just goes to show too that when you are aware of things that are draining like it's that awareness is the first step to being able to fix anything and not just being like wow life is overwhelming because life life is overwhelming but you know to be able to to look at okay what am i actually doing in my life that's making it this overwhelming where can i start to pair things back and sometimes that is hard i guess is what i'm getting at but Obviously, I talk about marketing a lot on this podcast. So let's take sort of that obviously holistic whole business version. And if we could just sort of distill it down into marketing specifically, I'd love to know how the energy and especially like I know you've been talking recently about like the winter season and sort of seasonal working and and understanding that. Mm. Um, How can we apply that to our marketing? Um, both in terms of like the overall strategy of, you know, which platforms are on and all mm. that sort of stuff. And then in, in things, you know, specific things like launches, for example. First of all, I just wanted to say 
your example there that you mentioned about like gently breaking up with a client and realizing how draining that was is an example that not everything has the same like energetic load and like working with a client who maybe isn't quite the right fit or the work isn't quite the right fit can be 10 times more draining and take 10 times more energy than working with a client who's a great fit and who you love doing the work with and so I think that that for me is like a real perfect example of why we do need to keep an eye on and have a think about and notice our energy because it's not as simple as I'm using exactly the same energy for this client as I am for this client because it's that's just not how it works humans don't work that way but yeah energy like for our marketing so I think about, again, it's like, for me, energy is like another variable in my business. So for example, when I'm thinking about what I'm, what programs I'm going to run and what launches I'm going to run, I know that at this end of the year, I don't have as much energy as I do in the spring or in the summer or even in the autumn, like my energy falls off a cliff at this end of the year. And that might not be the same for everyone. But for me, that's something that I know and I've noticed. And I also know that at this end of the year, I've tried sort of launching higher price programs at this end of the year and it kind of hasn't really worked and so I know that actually a couple of factors in my business come together to make me think this for me is not the time to be launching a big thing this for me is a time to be kind of winding down but also sort of getting set a little bit for the new year but I'm not the sort of person who's like setting a bunch of goals to start in January because again that's just not the way that my energy works I don't have the energy for that this time of year um so I would treat when you're planning your marketing and you're planning your business strategy for the year like what you're going to launch when think about your energy as one of the factors like if you're looking back on past years and thinking mm, interest has been a bit lower at this time um or I know that this has done really well at that time also have a think about when you have struggled to find the energy to launch a program run a program and take that into consideration that's kind of I would use it as a consideration when planning over the year but then when you're thinking about coming into your launches again it's about like knowing yourself and so for me I know that I need to do quite a bit of like getting content and, and marketing stuff ready before launching because the act of just sitting in a launch is takes a lot of energy from me and I don't have a lot of energy to create um I do like to be able to like flex my schedule of content and add in new things as they come to me but I don't want to be creating and selling at the same time so I know that I need to set aside some time before launching to create a bunch of content and schedule it in my head I don't schedule it into the app I just have like a spreadsheet so that I can keep my energy for the 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 launching when it happens I also know like roughly how long I can be in launch mode um without kind of being totally burnt out at the end of it I know that that kind of launch mode takes so much energy from me that I then need a couple of weeks between finishing launching and starting the thing that I'm launching because I need some time to recuperate and rebuild my energy again so noticing these things helps you to plan for a sustainable year a sustainable launch and so yeah they're really for me practical kind of considerations rather than just like you know a thing that you have in like your self-care diary that you never fill out um so and and I think too when you said obviously different clients require different energy I feel that way very much about marketing so you know Mm, you see a lot of things like 
oh my goodness, reels, whole other topic, of course. And you see a lot of things out there like really low energy way to make reels. Here's a really quickies. And yes, it's a quick and easy thing. But for me, the process of doing it, I don't know, it just seems to take me more energy Mm. than writing an email. An email has become my best friend this year. I love my email list as a really low energy way of marketing. And for, for my business at the moment, it's the place where I get the most engagement, I get the most interest. Like it's it's the place that is going to generate sales, not Instagram. So of course I've leaned into that. But again, I think that's that's coming off the back of working with you and sort of examining the energy around things and thinking, well, actually, if Instagram takes so much mental energy, even though it shouldn't, and I don't enjoy it, and it's actually not getting me any results, then why would I do that why when, that? yeah, yeah, like when I'm enjoy, I enjoy writing an email, I'm actually getting results from it, like I may as well mm. do more of that. So I think it does all feed back in. I know you mentioned briefly before about sort of tracking things and, and looking at where you're spending your time. Do you have any tips for how we can start to assess our capacity? So I would, if you have like a paper planner or a paper journal or even a paper to-do list that's on your desk, I would start by just doing like AM and PM and probably like ranking your energy out of like five or 10. So like literally write AM, PM and then put a number next to it each day maybe a couple of weeks for women maybe you might want to do it over like four weeks because your menstruation might like have an impact on that as well but that's a place to start if you use something like toggle or a time tracking app I think you can add in a custom field there to like um, again track your kind of energy flows and what I like to ask clients to do is look back at those two weeks or look back at even yesterday Look at where your energy was highest and look at what you were doing at that time. And knowing that that's when your energy is highest in the day or in the week, ask yourself, is that how I want to be using that high energy? So, you know, if you're someone who likes to get up early and you have a lot of energy in the morning and your energy wanes at sort of two or three, but the first thing you're doing in the morning is checking your emails and you're in there for two hours, is that really what you want to be doing with your high energy? For most people, who run a business that requires content marketing that requires like you know all the other things other than emails to actually run your business that usually isn't the way that we want to use our energy but the reason that we're there is because that's what we've been kind of conditioned to do through working in corporate you get in in the morning you check your emails you go back to everyone and then you can start your day the way to add new habits the way to bring in new habits is to habit stack so you attach that new habit to a pre-existing habit so if you're someone who writes a to-do list every morning if you're someone like me who has a paper planner that kind of is a week to view if you're someone who uses toggle or an online or someone who calendar blocks use whatever way that you currently plan and attach a way of of measuring or, or quantifying your energy to that it doesn't need to be precise or perfect um you can just give yourself a, a scoring out of five something that I did when I was unwell like with my mental health which um would work similarly for this is each day I would give myself a weather symbol based on like how I was feeling so in my journal I'd have like a big sun for a really happy day or sun and cloud for like an okay day or 
cloud for a not so great day cloud with raindrops for a really bad day um and like that is kind of what got me into the idea of literally giving myself a really quick and easy way of measuring and taking a note of my energy I love that and I definitely need to add this in because I've definitely noticed lately like just the fatigue and all that sort of stuff so noting that stuff down will be really helpful so adding that Mm. to, to my day um when we talk about um, sort of launches, we mentioned that before, I, I've noticed like over following you for several years, obviously you've experimented with different launch styles and you you seem to have sort of found a way, as you said, that sort of works for you. You sort of know what works for you. Can you sort of explain how that has, like how the energy and stuff has helped with your own launches in terms of like actually having sales, but also just how you feel? It's really kind of you to say that, that like, you know, you've followed me for a while and it looks like I've found a way that works for me. And I do get like really surprisingly nice feedback on my launches. Are you going to say the classic thing of like behind the scenes? (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, to be honest, I quite like launching in this way that works for me. Um, Definitely in the first few years of my business maybe maybe more um it would I would have said everything looks a lot better on the outside than it feels on the inside and I do think that's true a lot of the time for a lot of us even when you know business is going well there's still like worries and and struggles under the surface and and I try to be really honest and share that stuff as well um but I guess my sort of launch rhythm is I try and think I try and think in advance when I'm going to launch things. Things that I have run in the past I or have run before, I will plan in when I'm going to launch them, like months ahead of time. The, the thing I get is I get a new idea, I get really excited, and I want to launch it right now. Um, <laughs> so I have to, but that, again, that's where my energy comes in, and I have to, A, be careful that I'm not overloading myself, but B, go with the energy when I have it um is so it, it sorry to interrupt allow... but is it is it a case of them being like oh I'm really excited about this idea I'll I'll, I'll start to create stuff for it and I'll know that I, I can just then put a pause on it but I can get the ideas out when it's yeah yeah when all the juice that's flowing. what I yeah. tend to do so if I've had an idea I tend to just tell people about it because I know that I'm excited I know that I've got the energy for it I know that I'm ready to like chat to people in my dms or on my emails if they want to do that um and that sort of gives me momentum then if I share about it and people are like oh this sounds interesting that helps me to determine if it's a good idea basically um but then I will often kind of chat about it and then not chat about it for a while until I've got a bit of a launch plan together so yes I will try and sort of plan in my my launches through the year um and and you know part of that planning is knowing where knowing my cash flow in the business and knowing where I need to um launch something to bring in the money that I need to keep the business going so it's not all about energy energy is like one of the things I take into consideration um and then I will this for me is the hard bit sit down and create an a ton of content like I'll start with a schedule of like how many emails I want to send and when I want to roughly want to send them and then like how many times a week I want to post on Instagram and um I know for me that I um 
when I'm not launching, I don't post on Instagram really over the weekend unless something comes to me and I want to share it on a Sunday night. A Sunday night is sometimes when I'll post. But even when I'm launching, I don't post on a Saturday. I'll probably often post on a Sunday evening. But I guess what I'm saying is, even when I'm launching, I know my energy. I know that I'm not going to post every day because I know that that's not sustainable for me. And and again, I think that's such a good example of like posting on Instagram doesn't always cost you the same amount of energy. And just like copy and pasting words and uploading a picture, when you say those words, it makes you think, well, that's easy. But we all know that it isn't. We all know that it comes with a lot of extra energy requirements on us and stress and worry and pressure so yeah I just feel like that's a good example of where <laughs> yeah it's not like a sort of proportionate energy exchange um so yeah I'll come up with like a bit of a content schedule and then I will sit down and create the content and for me the creating the content is the thing that takes the most energy and it's I so much I'm not power. the sort of <laughs> It's so much brain power, Michelle. And I can't sit down for a whole day and create all my content. I, I do not have that mental capacity. And I salute anyone who is able to do that. But I would also ask them, I think you're pushing yourself too far because I don't think the brain is, <laughs> is made wired to do that. So I tend to, again, when I feel like I've got the energy, I will sit down and, and bash out as many emails as I can and the sort of something that's come to me probably in the last six months is I start with the email and then from that comes various pieces of Instagram content um and sometimes from that comes a blog um and so for me I'm trying to be more efficient with my content creation energy because again sometimes I'll be like bing 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 and have loads of ideas for content um but I also want to make sure that they're strategic in some sense and like giving people the information they need. So my thing about all my content when I'm launching is, does this give the person the information that they need to decide if this is the right thing at the right time for them with the right person? Um, I'm not a pressure seller. I, I, I think I market ethically and I, do that by telling you what my values are and living those values because they are who I am um and I one of those is honesty and I will never lie or never like push people or I always say to people whenever they talk to me about a thing that I'm marketing it's got to be the right thing at the right time for you and if it's the right thing but it's not the right time well I'm probably going to do this thing again so don't worry about it um so yeah, sorry, <laughs> I sort of went off on a tangent there, but I think about when I'm going to launch things based on when I, when my business needs it, as well as like when I know that I'll have the energy to do it. Like for example, I know that in the first two weeks of January, I'm not going to have the energy to launch a thing. Also, I've done none of the prep work, so I know that I'm not going to do that. And then I come up with a bit of a schedule of content. Then I sit down and try and create the content. And that often will take me stints across a number of weeks. And then I kind of... Something I've been um, doing recently is spending like a month to six weeks with my content building up to the launch and sharing stuff about the program, sharing stuff about why I'm doing it, what it touches on, like stuff around the sort of theme of the program. And then I'll be like open doors for probably two weeks. Um, And for me, that is the absolute maximum amount of time I can be like actively selling for because 
I ain't got enough energy to do it for any longer than that. That is a long time. And is that because, is that coming from a place of you want people to have the time to consider whether it's the right offer for them? Yeah, it's a mixture of like giving it enough time so that people have the right information and enough information, enough times that it sticks in their brain. And often with my stuff, like I think a lot of my work is quite sort of deep. So it's not like, here's a, here's a very clear problem here's a very clear solution I'm the person who can help you find the solution like because my work is so this feels so uncomfortable to say because I feel like I'm saying nice things about my own work which is uncomfortable (laughs) for all of us but I will say um, (laughs) because like you know like on the course that that you did with me everyone on that course came to it with different things that they wanted out of it yes we were working through the same content yes there were you know like scripts and templates and things but everyone I work with no it's not a blueprint it's not like a formula it's more complicated than that the complicated people are my people um and so (laughs) I don't think it's really that simple to market like it, it's it's not that simple yeah. to market the stuff I do and so I want to help people like see that this might be a thing that they need to look at and if it is then like these are the things they might want to think about and these are the things that I'm doing about it and as we all know you can't just say these things once because you know, we don't have we don't have enough mental capacity to retain this information when we hear it once. We've got to keep saying it. So yeah, yeah, that's really and yeah, interesting. my launches do seem to work. They seem to <laughs> want to most, do my thing. But most importantly, when you said before that a few years ago it would have been on the outside, it seems fine, but behind the mm. scenes, it's and now you like them. Like that to me is the main is the main win yeah. from implementing yeah. things that you feel work for you, not just a blueprint of this because. Some a marketing person says it's the right way to sell things because that might not work. And I think that's where when I come at this, and obviously I've been thinking a lot about this this year, and and hopefully people who are listening to this will have maybe even noticed a shift in my content around this as well as I deal with my own energy and stuff. But yes, you can recognize that certain things like reels or different platforms like TikTok and stuff are the way forward, but also recognize that they're not for you so yeah a a big example at the moment obviously I talk a lot about podcasting everyone's like oh my god you need to do video podcasts you're going to grow your podcast like five times with video podcasts now we are chatting at the moment over some software that allows us to record video and audio but I don't think either of us would want to be on video and the thought (laughs) of having to do a podcast like I've just pulled my hair back after I've been in the shower. Like I just, the thought of having to get ready for a podcast, yeah. which is in audio format, simply so that my marketing can reach more people. Just mm. no, that's not, it just, I know that that works and that video is the way mm. forward and all that sort of stuff. But no, to me, it's just, it's not, it's not a place that, that I feel the need to go to in my business. And partly that's just the energy. It's like, if I had that, I would never sit down and record a podcast. Exactly. It's that, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like you, you, that was so perfectly encapsulated that things, things in their broader sense can like be good for business in inverted commas. But if they're not good for you, they're not good for your business because you won't do them or you will do them and it will take so much from you that you won't do them again for like six months. So 
like for, you mentioned TikTok. I obviously fall down a TikTok hole most days, but I I am not marketing myself on TikTok because my business in my business I don't want volume because like I say the work I do is quite deep and complicated and so it's not like I'm marketing a 20 pound course to hundreds of people that they can do on their own time that's not kind of the way my business works at the moment so I know that TikTok I don't need to be there I don't want to be there I know that a lot of people have said to me that like hearing me talk and hearing me on other people's podcasts helps them to decide if I'm the right person for them so I am gonna uh, I am gonna I think launch a podcast next year because hey, I think that will... I'm so excited I love listening to you talk <laughs> I love a podcast we know that <laughs> um but yeah I can't see it's me a recording lot, though. It because... it's a lot it's a lot it is and yeah. like that I mean this is why as well I mean my biggest tip for podcasts seasons do it seasonally yeah don't do it all the time I yeah. just so many people say to me oh my god I can't wait to start this podcast and it's just and it's like are you going to start it and then just go on forever forever like, no that like, sounds horrendous <laughs> I know and you know Caitlin and I did that with with our podcast better words and we very quickly burnt out and yeah. now we have this amazing like we have a wonderful way of doing it in seasons where we do like 12 mm. episodes. We plan it all out. We're at the moment we are starting to prep for the season that will air in March because we're giving mm. ourselves the time because we know we've got to coordinate 12 people's schedules. Yeah. We've got to coordinate. Well, there's actually, there's no, you've got to coordinate more because there's two of us and then an author. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever three times 12 is, you have to coordinate <laughs> all of those schedules and we have to read the books and we have to come up we spend so long coming up with the interview questions like mm. that actually that's another thing when people think I'm going to interview people because it's good for my podcast of course it is but mm. unless I will brag and say unless you're a journalist like me and you can I came up with some questions for us tonight you know in five minutes because that is my job and I yeah. have had a lot of experience doing it but with our podcast, for better words, you know, we sit down and work on those questions for a couple of hours, you know. Mm. So there's so much, again, that I guess that's where tracking what you do as well and how much. Mm. Like I get quite excited about that because that's my little podcast baby and stuff. But, gosh, by the end of the 12 weeks, we're both like, oh, it's like being at school Ready. where you're like, oh, my God, I can't yeah. wait. And, and as much as we pick books that we love, both of us are like, oh, my God, I can't wait to just read whatever we want and not have yeah. to talk about it on this podcast. Like I'm yeah. so glad to not have to have a reading schedule. And so I think that just goes to show as well, no matter how much you love something, whether you love your business, anything, mm. You always need a break from it at some point. Yeah. And I guess, again, that comes into working seasonally and, and working out, okay, I'm going to launch something in the summer because I'm – or, you know, like some people might be like, well, in the summer I like to travel and my energy is really yeah. low. Go and enjoy your summer then, you know. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. A lot of people I know take like a month off in the summer and I am – a very pale person with ginger hair. The summer is not my time. <laughs> I am not made for the summer. The winter is my time. I love Christmas. So, like, um, this is my last thing that I'll do work-wise this year, and then I'm not back at work till, like, the 10th of January, so I've got nearly four weeks off um, because I want to go and wander around the shops and look at the lights, and hopefully there'll be some more snow in Edinburgh. <laughs> and, like, I want to – this is my time. Um, yeah. And well, I you know said the that... other day you said the other day on your stories when you got snow that like some people want to have a day in the sun and you're like a snow day and I want that like when we move back yeah <laughs> I am out there in the snow I'll be like Jack call in sick to work we're gonna be in the snow all day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait 
I mean, yes, he will legitimately I am... be sick. He won't be calling in sick tomorrow. <laughs> He'll be very unwell yeah, on those very, very days. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not the kind of gal who wants to like go and sit in the sun because I just get very sweaty and very hot and very burned. I am the gal who wants to go out in the snow and like totter about and just look at how beautiful it is. Um, and and yeah, I only know that through like tracking my energy and and taking a note taking kind of notice of it from when I went self-employed because when you're employed you only have a certain number of holidays a year and you take them when other people want to like aren't taking them and you work right up until the minute before Christmas and 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 you have to kind of force yourself into boxes and rules and ways of working that don't actually suit you but you've been doing it for so long that you think that it does yeah Yeah, definitely. I think that the main sticking point for me with all of this, as always, is I understand it in theory and then I struggle. (laughs) I struggle to put. So do you have any tips for we're tracking our energy? We're seeing how do we actually start to make the changes that we maybe know that we need to, but feel really difficult or, you know, whether that is breaking up with the client. I mean, obviously you're your working with you goes into a lot more depth. This, but do you have any tips for starting to actually take action on, on what we're tracking with our capacity? First of all, I would start with your capacity. So think about how many days a week can I, do I want to work? Or maybe it's, you know, days in the month if you are, um, if you're wanting to work like one day a week. Um, how many days in the week do I want to work? Um, how many how how many days or half days in that working time do I need to market my business, run my business, do my admin, do my invoicing? Therefore, how many days does that leave me to work with clients? Within that remaining capacity, how many clients can I healthily, sustainably work with at one time? And then when you know how many clients you can sustainably work with at one time, um, then look at your pricing because your pricing is what will allow you to stick to your capacity. So are your packages services priced in a way that allows you to make the money you need to make working with the clients that you have time to work with and the answer is probably no so then you're gonna have to think about putting those prices so I kind of think start small and big so start small by tracking your day-to-day energy and asking yourself like am I using this energy in the way that I want to if not try and shift around your schedule so that first thing in the morning if you've got really high energy maybe that's your content creation time and when you've got low energy in the afternoon and you just want to be sat on the sofa eating biscuits maybe that's when you're responding to your emails and then start big as in look at your capacity because looking at your capacity is then kind of going to set you off having to do other work raising your prices probably um potentially breaking up with some clients increasing your prices with some clients i guess that also helps to uh, once you've worked that out to sort of look at, well, then how aggressively do I need to market something? Do I need the, as you said, do I need the volume? So do I need to be on something like TikTok because I'm selling a lot of low priced items? Or can I take the slow and steady SEO approach, for example? Mm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if you're if you're someone who tends to work with a client on a retainer for 12 months, you know that you're not going to need to be launching in inverted commas you're wanting like a steady sort of trickle of pipeline potential clients and that might come through blogging or podcasting um whereas yeah if you're 
business model is reliant on lots of people buying lots of small priced, low priced items and things, then you're probably going to need to be marketing in a totally different way, or probably on different platforms. One other thing I would say as well is when I mentioned about starting big, thinking about your capacity and then getting to your pricing is before you do any of that, ask yourself one question right now. Do I feel like I'm getting a good return on my energetic investment from this client, this service, this thing that I'm doing? And think about it and be honest with yourself um, because often we if, if you're someone who worries about pricing too much, you will generally always price too low. And what that can lead to is feeling like you're not getting a good return on your energetic investment. And that can lead to resentment and that can lead to burnout if you're not earning the money you need to make from the energy that you're able to put in. Yeah, uh, been there. <laughs> yeah, I think so many people will, so many people will resonate with that. Absolutely. Well, we've definitely covered a lot in this conversation. Um, thank you so much. Uh, as I said before, like I could just chat to you all day about this stuff. It's so fascinating. And you know, maybe when we're living over there, maybe next winter, I need to come up to Edinburgh and we need to enjoy a snow day together. Yes, <laughs> we do. Snow days in Edinburgh are amazing because it's so hilly. Oh, it's like, oh beautiful. my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Well, we will make that happen. Um, can you let people know how they can find and follow you? And if they want to work with you, what have you got coming up? Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the course that, that Michelle mentioned earlier is probably like, I think, the best st next step if you want to do work on this stuff. And that's my course, mm. Work Less and More Be Free. And I'll be opening that up in probably February. So, so helpful. And I think just, you know, I'll be honest, didn't put a lot of stuff into practice straight away, was working on things behind the scenes, but it got me thinking about completely changing parts of my business, which I've then talked to you about later. And and that was all around, do I have the energy for calls? No, I don't. So let's, mm -hmm. let's work out what, what can I do in that case? So yeah. I think just super helpful. And I do keep going back to scripts for things and it just, yeah, it's, it's very, very helpful. And the group of people that I did it with were lovely. So I found that super helpful. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably like a really good next step. But I also work with people one-to-one, -one, either as like a one-off sort of session or in, in longer chunks of time, three or six months. Um, and you can find me, my website is madandsadclub.co.uk. And um, on Instagram, I'm madandsadclub as well. Wonderful. And can also highly recommend your one-off sessions. As I, like, I always say this to people because I pack a lot into my one-off sessions as well, but the, mm. the ones that I've done with you and Lorna Scully, it is amazing how much you can pack into an hour. And we covered so much stuff and it, you actually do get so much clarity from things as well. And like, I know when I do one, um, you know, I'll spend two or three hours researching stuff so that I can, mm -hmm. we can, we can talk about all this stuff and you get, but yeah, honestly, highly recommend as well. So I'll put links to that. And, um, it, yeah, it's just been such a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast and Merry Christmas me. as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This is my last work thing of the year and then I'm done for 2022. How exciting. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Content Etc. If you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog, you'll find a blog version of this episode. There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at wordbywordstorytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.